You know I'm gonna get you. Yeah. Whatever it takes. We got some Major League Baseball going on today. We have some NBA free agency predictions. Where were the likes of Jalen Brunson, Zach Levine, DeAndre Ayton? Where are they gonna end up? Answers for you on this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast, Bird and Jake. Jake. Okay, pasta, what's up? It's up. That that's my best answer. So I'm glad somebody is up. I'm glad somebody is up. I'm uh, uh me not necessarily. Well I was I gonna know. say you are much more chipper today than I am. I mean, Kyrie's back in the fold in Brooklyn, you know. And he has to show up to work. Oh, we will we will definitely be talking about uh about Kyrie. For for sure. That will be that will be on the, it's on on the, the agenda. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. But uh, before we get talking about the NBA, which we are going to cover first, and we'll be talking about baseball. Uh, you know what we do. Deep sleeper. Jake, what you got? Section 108, Yankee Stadium. During a day game or even a night game, if you're afraid of rain, best place to sit in the whole stadium. No sun in sight, perfectly in the shade. A 90-degree day is like a 65-degree day. In section 108, section 108, any row after row 12, it's the only place to sit during a day game, day game at Yankee Stadium. Ooh, now is this this is on the is this on the first base side or the third base side? First base side, right field. Like it's not behind right field; it's like by the right field foul pole. It's in the corner. It's in the corner. It, you could see everything, no problem. But more importantly, you're in the shade. That's uh that's a big plus. What game what game did we go to? We were uh, we were Sunday we were in the shade. I was there Sunday, saw the Aaron Judge walk off. Yeah. Wow. So I was gonna say I'm I'm on a bit of crusade a bit of a crusade because I know uh a bunch of people went to that Saturday game. We got no hit, and I'm kind of on the crusade of if you were there for that, you're never allowed to go to a Yankee game ever again. Yeah, just just stay home. I've just seen two home. walk-offs this year. I was there against the Tigers earlier this year when they walked it off in extras. And now this, so hey, it's a pretty good one. Pretty good one to uh pretty good one to say. For sure. But yeah, I'm, that's where you gotta sit. <laughs> and we will most certainly be talking talking about the New York Yankees at some point because of course they um came out of a testing series versus the Astros with I think a bit more questions than answers when it comes to certain things. So uh definitely have a discussion um about uh about that. Um, deep sleep, deep sleeper for me. Um, there were a lot, there were a lot that I wanted, that I wanted to, uh, to go and talk about this week, but, but for the sake of wanting to keep it brief, because there's a lot to talk about deep sleeper for me, Westworld season four, it is out. And let me tell you, a lot of people are going to say that second half of season two was kind of eh. And then season three just was not for them. First episode of season four, ladies and gentlemen, actually made some level of sense. It was digestible, which I enjoy. I don't like to be thinking too much. And and Westworld does make you think. And I don't mind being tested a little bit. But the first episode in, like, I want to be eased into it before I'm really going to start thinking about shit. So, yeah, Westworld. HBO Max, Jake, we know how much you love your HBO Max. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy because I feel like all the good shows come out in the fall. 
feel like fall time and and even winter time when everybody's kind of indoors from the summertime is kind of when they start pumping out the shows. Well, what HBO is doing is very smart. They're doing Westworld in the buildup for House of the Dragon. So this Westworld is going to go all the way up for the next 10 weeks until House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones, uh, Targaryen spinoff comes out. So it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, HBO is pretty famous for the summertime thrillers. I mean, last summer we had, I don't know if you saw, it was the mayor of Easttown. That was kind of like the summertime show on HBO. I, I heard I heard it was good. I heard oh, it was, it was really good. good. It was really good. And then they have uh, Mayor of Kingstown on Paramount, which is kind of like eh. two different. No, it's not even. It's, it's, it's very different. Things. Very different. Yeah. Very, 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 very different. Uh, Mayor of Kingstown was kind of like, eh, eh. I've heard. I've heard it's eh. I didn't even start it. Yeah, it's OK. It's OK. It's a little slow for me. Um, and then but the one I was very disappointed with um, on Paramount was 1883 because I'm a I'm a big Yellowstone guy. OK. And. 1883 just didn't it didn't do it it didn't me. do it it didn't do it it didn't yeah, do man. it for me it was it was really slow fall time we got a lot of good ones coming out we really do october is, is usually the start uh, yes november for anybody that that really cares the big one that's coming out is manifest season four yes i have heard i have heard that uh, netflix picked it up Yes. You know what I actually found out that was quite interesting? And you will you will actually uh, take interest in this because we both do appreciate reality television. It's quite frankly incredible stuff. It, were you aware that Love Island, great Love Island, fantastic program, is not on CBS anymore? No, I wasn't made aware. I didn't even see it, to be honest with you. I, I tried it and I didn't like it. thought it was a little boring in the first like three episodes. And I just kind of... So... So Love Island, what they decided to do with it is they're putting it on Peacock so they can air more like not safe for TV stuff, which I'm just like, what could they possibly, I know, possibly want to put on this? They got that one coming to Netflix soon. If, 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 you know, we like shows like that, it's the one where you just marry the person without even seeing them. I don't oh, know when that's I'm, coming I'm, out. I'm, 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 I'm. I'm drawing a blank what the name is, but I know that's coming out pretty soon. I think it's another Nick Lachey show, to be honest with you. With uh, I forgot his wife's name, but uh, um, uh, Vanessa, I think Vanessa. Vanessa, some yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's what her name is. So um, that's that one. I'm I'm kind of curious to see. I saw the trailer for it after, um, Love Is Blind season two. Yeah, married so, married at first sight. Married at first sight. When's the release date on that one? It is coming out. Is it out? Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. No, this is a completely different show. It's Love is Blind. No, no. Love is Blind. I know that's out, but they have another show coming out. It is Married at First Sight then. Yeah, because it's right here. Uh, Netflix. Is it already out? Uh, let me see. No. No. It's coming out the 6th. 6th of what? Oh, deep sleeper on on the Lifetime Network. You get a buy two, get one free deep sleeper today. True, true, true. But Westworld, Westworld season four, go check it out. We do do love, we do love ourselves some, uh, some Westworld. All right, let's talk, let's talk some NBA. 
Shall we? I'm in. So let's talk about the Kyrie situation first. Well, the Nets called his bluff, and it worked out for him. It's almost like somebody on here was kind of telling you that the last time. Mm-hmm. And it, listen, people don't understand that it wasn't that the Nets didn't want him back. They just did not want to be unprotected and go through what they went through last season. It just was not going to happen. And and if it meant losing Kevin Durant, they were fine with it. That They were absolutely fine with it because if they had the same situation as last year, guess what? They were eliminated in the first round of the playoffs last year. Exactly. So they were fine with that. And at the end of the day, the Nets got what they wanted. They got Kyrie Irving to opt into that that player option. They they have him for right now. They can continue to work on an extension if they deem so fit to do. But worst case scenario for Brooklyn is you have Kyrie Irving showing up in a contract year, and he has to show up drama free and perform for his money. And hopefully this ends well for both sides. And this is how the Nets are viewing it. And they're hoping that Kyrie does eventually earn that max extension from them because they can offer him the super max at the end of the season. They could offer him the most money over any other suitors. So hopefully the year goes the way they want and they give him their money. He's a little peed right now, but guess what? He has to show up to work. He can't be a problem child. See what I'm saying? Oh yes, he does. Yes, he does. As of, as of right now, let's just put into the crystal ball and your fast forward, your fast forward 12 months. I know this is a very difficult question to ask, because this is Kyrie and we don't know what kind of Kyrie is going to show up, but I'll, I'll give you like a target number. Say Kyrie, say Kyrie plays 60 games. Are you offering him the supermax? Is it 60 games of like no nonsense or is it 60 games and there's like a two week vacation? He is not getting along with people. I'll say we'll go in the safe end and we'll say 60 games with some controversy in there. How does the season end for the Brooklyn Nets? Losing the finals. Oh, losing the finals? Oh, 100%. He's coming back on the Supermax. Losing the conference finals. He's coming back on the Supermax. Losing the second round. Then then there's a discussion. Okay. Then then there's a discussion. Okay, so if they get if they get to the conference finals, then Kyrie Irving is back on a Supermax. Yes, because, you know, okay. if you get to the final, if you get to the, the conference finals and you lose to Milwaukee, there's not much shame in that. That That's like a let's retool and reshape things type of thing. Sidebar, over under 55 games for Ben Simmons. 55? I mean, he's going to have a lot of maintenance days. I'm going to go with like – I think that's like a fair – Goal 55. I'm going to go anywhere between. Yeah, It's like almost half the game. Yeah. I don't know. I think 55 is, is the number that Ben, that Ben Simmons plays this year. He needs to play minimum 41. Oh half no. Yeah. No, abs- abs- absolutely. Because I'm sure he'll have some type of flare up injury oh, throughout absolutely. the season. Absolutely. Yep. And along with maintenance days, because this is the NBA. Yeah. You can't expect Ben Simmons to be playing. Uh, the second night of back-to-backs. No, that that won't happen. So no. I think 55 games is very, very fair for Ben Simmons. I think a lot of people get so 
dismissive over Ben Simmons. I get it. He didn't play and it didn't end well in Philadelphia. But, you know, there's guys that never even sniffed an all-star game that get more respect than Ben Simmons. I mean, that is true. That is true. Sniffed an all-star game. And Ben, this guy Ben Simmons is, I think he's like a two-time all-star. I know he's definitely made an all-star game at least once. Yeah, he's a two-time all-star, yes. Two-time all-star. Arguably should have been a defensive player of the year. Yep. Was a rookie of the year. Is only 26 years old. He he could be that Draymond Green half-court facilitator. And I think that the, another thing that Ben Simmons brings this Nets team is, especially on the fast break, creating easy offense for the rest of the team. I mean, these guys, Katie and Kyrie, they like to play up-tempo. They like to run and gun with teams. James Harden wasn't really giving them that because he wasn't in shape. Ben Simmons can bring that element to this Nets team that they haven't had. Well, and we talked about this when the trade went down for Ben Simmons in what's good with Simmons in Brooklyn, pending he can get on the court is when he's on the court, he doesn't have to bear a brunt of the backcourt scoring responsibility because you have Kevin Durant and you have Kyrie Irving. And you also have a host of secondary pieces that can help with that. What does Ben Simmons do probably better than anybody on the Brooklyn Nets? And that's defend. So oh, no. yeah, he's easily the best defender. You put him, put him in ISO, have him defend one-on-one and boom, you're good. You're good. But it's a matter of getting him onto the court and then putting him in a situation where he's able to succeed. Because guess what? You put him in a bad situation. He does not succeed. He, he's playing in a style or playing a game. that's not beneficial to him. Guess what? The fan base is going to turn on him within 15 games because his name is Ben Simmons. I think other than Brooklyn, Golden State's the only situation I can think of that I would say is the perfect situation for Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you agree? I would agree. But no, man, you, you're 100% right about Ben Simmons. And according to Shams, he's ready to go for training camp right now. He was on the Pat McAfee show. And I kind of trust what Shams says about players because, let's face it, he's the mouthpiece for the players. So you, could, yes. you can kind of tell now Woj is the, the team spokesperson. Shams is the players spokesperson. Very much so. Very, so, very, very much so. This whole situation was like the cherry on top for me to, with that understanding. And, yeah, you brought up the net secondary pieces. I get it. They have a lot of shooting right now with Joe Harris, Seth Curry, Patty Mills, the player option. I think this net supporting cast is, is going to change a pretty good deal over the next uh, – what do we got now? Friday is the start of free agency. I think by next week we might be talking about a very big shakeup with the net supporting cast. I, I know – um, firsthand, they've, they've had a lot of conversations with teams about potential role players to come. They want to switch things up. They, they know that the secondary cast that they have outside of their two stars and Ben Simmons is not good enough. It hasn't worked and they don't have a ton of cap space to make things happen. And they know that giving out veterans minimum deals will probably not move the needle much for them in terms of contention with Milwaukee, Miami. They, they tried that. They tried that a year ago and it, and it, and it didn't work. And it didn't work. So now they know they have the only way that they could really significantly improve is through the trade market and they have to get creative. What does Steve, and this is, this is looking very much, you know, long-term, long-term, but what does Steve Nash need to do this year to keep his job? Because now we're in year three of Steve Nash. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing, I think a lot of people give Steve Nash a little bit of a raw deal. He's had a lot of things to deal with. 
quite frankly. I, I think, I mean, listen, yeah. is Steve Nash the best coach in the NBA? No, but I don't think Steve Nash is why this team hasn't won a title in the three years of Katie Kyrie and company. So I think what Steve Nash needs to do this year is show vast improvement in game management, number one, rotations that make sense. And I don't think it's so much of a result. It's just kind of what the eye test tells me. Like if they go to the comp, like if they get swept again in the first round or lose in the first round, he's gone. Uh, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. But if, if like, let's say they go to the second round or even the third round and, you know, it just looks like we're not the better team. It's kind of hard to fault that and pin that all on Steve Nash. So I, I think we just need to basically see improvement from himself rather than just the overall team at the end of the season, if that makes sense. I think you said uh, a minute ago that is Steve Nash the best coach of the NBA? No, but is he the reason why we've lost series or not have gone far in the playoffs? No, I, I, I agree with that. But the flip side of the coin is if you have a, a veteran coach, like I'm just throwing names out there. Like if, if they, you have a, uh, an Eric Spolstra, a Greg Popovich. Those a, guys are a dime a dozen, though, man. Like, well, the, right, you know okay. what I'm saying? Even, even lesser, even lesser. You know, a a Rick Carlisle. The, they example. had a veteran coach, and, and Kenny Atkinson. The players got rid of him, which is which was silly. But you get my point. That yeah. you, if you there's a, a coach that's been there, done that sort of thing. Does that coach get this Nets team to a different level? Possible. It's possible. I, I, I really. I don't think so, man. I, I really I, – this particular team, I don't think so. I think they need more of a coach that will manage egos. And those types of coaches, it's kind of like they're my way or the highway type of guys. I think a perfect coach that you – that, you know, you're going with that whole mold of experience and seasoned coaches. Like a guy like Ty Lu would have been the perfect guy for mm. this Nets team. But Kyrie didn't like Ty – it didn't end well in, in Cleveland with Ty Lu and Kyrie. That's why I laughed at the whole Clippers being a fit for Kyrie. Those two don't like right. each other. Right. So, um, you know, that's kind of the guy. But, like, you bring up Popovich, that, that would be a night. Nice, you think Popovich is dealing with Kyrie? No. You, you think Eric, Eric Spolstra could be, couldn't stop Jimmy Butler and uh, Udonis Haslam for getting into it throughout the season? You think he's dealing with Kyrie? Absolutely not. So, really, Lou is the only guy that I could think of that would be a the fit. Upgrade. Yeah, an upgrade because he's that type of player coach. The other guys, it's cut, they're very system-oriented, my way or the highway type of guys. And th this team does not need a guy like that. They need a guy on, like Steve Nash, like Steve Nash. And he has to grow as a coach. He doesn't have any coaching experience. I mean, people are surprised that he looked overwhelmed at times <laughs> throughout his first two years in Brooklyn. What do you expect? Well, and, and also, you know, it, coaching through the pandemic and new team, having to manage egos, like you said, first-time head coach. It's, it's, it's a lot to bear. And listen, I am not a Steve Nash guy. I don't think he's a very good coach. Um, you're not going to find a more anti-Steve Nash guy than me. But credit where credit is due, he's had to go through a lot in his first two years as being a head coach in, uh, in a market and with a team that has had more problems than they've had success. And when they've had success, it was that first year – of KD Kyrie, and then when they had James Harden, you look at the coaching staff, it was star-studded. They had Ime Duka. Yep. And they had Mike D'Antoni. And they right. really met – and they obviously – Ime was a little bit more of a lower-ranking Nets coach. He wasn't necessarily the right-hand man of Steve Nash, that like a Jock Vaughn or Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni was like the offensive coordinator for the Nets last year. Yes. They really, They really, really missed him last season. 
And, you know, we, we bring up the Nets and w- what measures success for Steve Nash. I think you need to get Steve Nash some more players, to, to be quite frank. I, I know it sounds pretty ridiculous, but last year you look at the playoffs, you had Seth Curry guarding Jason Tatum. That, that, that can't happen. You had Grant yeah. Williams and Al Horford just completely bulldozing all over the place on your front line. That can't happen. And and the Nets front office is aware of this, man. I'm telling you, this this rotation is going to look different very soon. Like, I know they've had countless discussions for for numerous players. Even on draft night, they they were trying. I know they were dealing with the whole Kyrie thing, but they were operating the whole offseason like they were going to have KD Kyrie and they're going to go for it. The problem on draft night is they don't need they don't need draft picks. Draft picks isn't the thing they're looking for. They're looking for pieces and um, it's like, for instance, like I heard a rumor that even Detroit was looking at Cam Thomas, a younger player, but the Nets view Cam Thomas as a guy that can help them get veteran help as opposed to a late first right. or something like that. You see what I'm saying? That that doesn't I, appease the Nets. Well, you know who, uh, while the while the Nets were looking to do something on draft night, you know who wasn't looking to do anything on draft night? Anything productive. I anything well yeah, i know we got to get to them right now there's been some recent news regarding the knicks i'm not sure if you saw this at all oh i did oh i did it's the same thing that we are uh that we are yes. talking about and of course of course we're going to get into the the free agent predictions and um i guess this will be kind of one that we immediately just talk about right away um but it is looking more and more likely that when free agency does open on friday uh jalen brunson will be signing a four-year, $100 million-plus deal, million-dollar-plus deal with the uh, with the New York Knicks. Um, obviously, the Knicks have traded a ton in dead money. They've bought out the likes of uh, – they traded Kemba Walker's contract. They are looking to trade one of the contracts of Nerlens Noel uh, and Alec Burks. And Evan Fournier. Try and move Taj Gibson, Evan Fournier. Derek They're Rose. trying to move – a, a, a lot of money around to try and be competitive in the, in the free agent market, which, which is the way they're going to try and build their team, which good. Okay. It's the complete opposite of what the two teams in the finals did this year with golden state and with Boston, but to each their own, I guess. Cool. If you need any sort of, I guess, reminder of how I feel about the New York Knicks, uh, go back and listen to the podcast from the end of last week that we did. I believe it was, it was, I believe it was a fantasy, fantasy show. I listened to it to tune in. Yeah, it was. Um, you weren't happy. No, I was not happy. Not happy. I, I'm still not pleased, but the, the temperature is significantly lowered. How about that? Like I, I can have a right-minded, calm conversation about the New York Knicks right now. The only thing that I just don't understand what the Knicks are doing. The only and, thing? And that, oh, just one thing. The main thing. The main thing. And, and you can tell me I'm wrong or, you know, you can explain it. I, I'm, sure. I'm just saying from my perspective, from, oh. from somebody that's not emotionally attached to the Knicks, I'll exp- you see what I'm saying? That type of view. I'm probably going to agree with you, but go ahead. So – they want Jalen Brunson. Nothing against Jalen Brunson. Very good player. Tons of upside. I think there's untapped potential. But you're paying him almost like a star. 
And I, I agree with the process. Get rid of bad contracts. You open up a max slot next offseason. Totally cool. You trade Julius Randle. I think that should be that should be a priority for the next priority season. number one. That that really should be. I don't know if it is or not. Um, I have heard that they have explored it, but the market for Julius Randle, like non-existent. Who's gonna want to who's gonna want to take that on? You're you're going to have to trade, and that's probably why they picked up all those unprotected firsts. Probably. Or protected firsts, rather, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, protected um, first. To help offload these contracts, such as Randall. But they're trying to create a max slot again next summer, and they view Jalen Brunson as part of the process they're building. And I agree with what they're doing. This is absolutely the right way to go, but it's almost like they're just trying to do it right without being awful, if that makes sense, because they don't they fear the backlash from the fan base and the perspective of outside free agents because the way to do this if you if we're up to me i trade julius randall now i dump all those contracts i create two max slots for me next summer you 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 don't want to go into a free agency period or an off season looking for one star when you're not one star away because the end the nba it's becoming more of a two-star league you need a Mm co-star is jalen brunson the co-star for give me give me a name donovan mitchell Good example. Mm. Let's just say Donovan Mitchell. Is that no. winning the Knicks? Is is that moving? Is I mean, I'm sure the Knicks will be obviously a playoff team in the East, but are they winning the East with that? Put it this way: If you're telling me it's Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson, they are not competing with the Heat. They're not competing with the Nets. They're not competing with the 76ers. I'm sure I'm missing more. Did I say the Nets? <laughs> the, and the Bucks. And the Bucks, yeah, I knew there was one that I was missing. And the Celtics, they're, they're like the they're with they're with they're more like with the Bulls, right? Yeah, the the Bulls, maybe maybe the Wizards, the Hawks, maybe the Hawks. Yep, yeah, that's a great one. Um, who else? Like the Cavs. Yep, the Cavs. Can't forget them too. But so they're they're doing it right. And if they had two slots and there was a bunch of stars becoming available next off next free agency period, great. By all means. But I don't know, man. Jalen Brunson feels like a cutting of corners type move. And I, I, Nick fans will debate me to the death and say that R.J. Barrett is that second star. And if they have Barrett, Brunson, and Donovan Mitchell, I'm just I, – I think R.J. Barrett is a very good player. But I'm not sure if I see this mega star that a lot of other Nick fans see. I see a, a very good player. I see, like – and they get offensive, but he's a very good player, and they just went to the finals. I think he's a lot like Jalen Brown in a lot of ways. So for what it's worth as well, I just want to put this out there. Um, if we're looking at the Knicks, I do want to, I do want to visit your Jalen Brunson point very quickly, but I do want to bring up uh, what you mentioned about having that max slot. So next summer, if the Knicks wanted to go out into the market and try and build again through free agency, you're looking at the likes of Nikola Jokic, D'Angelo Russell, Nikola Vucevic. Um, Jeremy Grant's probably going to get a max this summer, so probably he won't, probably won't you're, be there. You're not getting Nikola Jokic. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. but no, I'm just saying, yes, yeah, we yeah, can yeah, cross yeah. him off the board. But, but... I think the summer that you want to build up for, and again, 
I think the summer that you want to build up for if you're the New York Knicks is 2024 because you're looking at Clay Thompson. You're looking at, and Clay Thompson will be 34, so he'll probably end up going back to Golden State at that point. But Chris Middleton, Pascal Siakam, Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker. That's the one. Yes. That's that's the guy you go get if you're the Knicks. That's the one. And and for what for what it's worth also, and I don't think they would do it, but Sabonis, DeJounta Murray. This is the class that you want to build for. And you want to hope that you get a Devin Booker on the market. Because if Devin Booker gets on the market and you are the New York Knicks. You, you you get on that. Can I can I add to that real quick? And, and one more thing that I want to say too, if you can create two max contract spots and then you get rid of Tom Thibodeau, it brings Carl Anthony Towns very much into the mix. Go ahead. And you can especially Coach Cal lurking and you know. True, true. If you bring Coach Cal to the garden, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Um, no, that 2024 class is gonna be absolutely stacked, man. And you don't think teams around the league know this either? What? Let me let me oh, ask yeah, you something. Let me, let me, why do you think the Nets wanted Kyrie back on a two-year extension when Kevin Durant was back? Is Kevin Durant signed for four years? Why do you think the Nets wanted that? I would imagine it's because they're going to be like every other team in the, in the National Basketball Association. They're going to pray that a certain two guard from Phoenix is going to hit the free agent market in 2024. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you think they could attract another guy to, to, play, to play with Kevin Kevin Durant? Don't worry, Kyrie, your your friend's going to go. We can get somebody, but I, I got to digress. But yes, you're absolutely right. And I think that's what the Knicks need to be doing rather than like Jalen Brunson. Yes, very good player. I just think he's more of a fit with Dallas than he is with the Knicks, if that makes sense. Like, can you see, is Jalen Brunson going to exceed that contract and what it's going to be paying him, in your opinion? With this current Knicks setup? No. No. Because also, and, and you made a great point. Look at what he has in Dallas. He is this guy. He is this guy. Maybe you've heard of him. He is this guy named Luka Doncic that he plays next to every night. Also, what does he have in New York? He's got Julius Randle, RJ Barrett. And, like, and Nick fans no love RJ Barrett. And no, they like, love RJ, but you're going to have to pay him too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That That's also part of the problem is that you are going to have to make a decision on RJ. And you are. what is he worth? And is he, is he like a, four-year, hundred-million-plus player like what you're going to pay Jalen Brunson. And I'm going to be honest, as much as I do love RJ, I, I don't know. You don't know, and that, that's the whole I don't thing know. right now. And that's a really like, it's a really tricky one to, to tackle. And, and like the one thing, too, and, and we're all guilty of it as sports fans, we're very tribal of our own players but we are very tribal about our homegrown talents. Oh, yes. You want to think your team is drafting great. And I have a scenario for you for the Knicks, and my friends are like poo-pooing on this that are Knicks fans. How would you feel if the Knicks did something with Sacramento for Harrison Barnes with Julius Randle? You have Harrison Barnes for a year. He's a free agent at the end of the the season. Ooh, wait. So, like, Julius Randle in a first for Harrison Barnes? Say, say Julius Randle and, and Cam Reddish and, like, a, a, a first with very weird protections on it, if that makes sense, for Harrison Barnes and, like, um, 
something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, it, because you get you get out of Julius Randle's contract. And that's what I'm quite saying. honestly, what what are we playing for this year? It it makes sense for Sacramento too, because they're a small market team. It's not like they're going to be spending money on guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Harrison Barnes is a guy too. He's not part of the long-term process. I'm sure somebody would want him at the trade deadline. And you can get recoup an asset for him. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Even if it's even if it's like, you know, you get you get a young player in a first for that. You recoup something and Harrison Barnes goes to a contender. Or if it's just a, you know, a Julius Julius Randall and you do like some sort of pick swap and it's just you buy out Harrison Barnes' remaining year. It's just I think a lot of Nick fans think that Julius Randall's value is better than what is being floated around out there, but the market for him is it's just his value died when he signed a max contract. Exactly. Like the the market for him is I'm sure a lot of contending teams would love to have Julius Randall, but not at that number. One year on a one year deal, not on a max. Not on a max. That's the problem. And and small market teams are like you know, what's the point of paying Julius Randle if you're not right. giving us something? Uh-huh. I agree. And, and, and for Jalen Brunson, too, he's a good player. I know that I said that I think he sucks. He doesn't suck. That was a heat-of-the-moment statement. He is a good player. But is he a star-caliber player? Is he a Devin Booker? Is he, a, is he even a Donovan Mitchell? Is he a Kevin Durant? Is he a Giannis? No. Is he Anthony Davis? No. He's not a star-level player. He is a role player that you have that could be a solid enough guard on a eventual championship team. Can't you just... I'm sorry. No, go go ahead. I I was just going to say, but are the Knicks contending for a championship in the next four years while Jalen Brunson is under contract? No. No, absolutely not. Can't you just see some type of dysfunctionality occurring? with his dad being a coach with Leon Rose being so close with him. Can you just see something like, how about the next 12 months when Tom Thibodeau is probably fired? Right. Like his dad is no longer on the staff unless they're going to name his father, the coach of the team. Oh my God. Which it's, it it sounds like I would do. Yeah. It's, it sounds like they're ready to hand the whole Brunson family, the keys to Madison square garden at, at this rate. That's legitimately what it sounds like. And to me, it's like Leon Rose was his agent. I think I think Leon Rose's son, his son, yes, is, is, is one agent. of his agents. Yes, the father is Jalen Brunson's father is the assistant coach. It's just like, what are we doing? You have Worldwide West, who is supposed to be this player contact extraordinaire, and you're going to one of your son, your one of your old clients, and one of your in your son's client and your employee's son like what leon it's it's just funny too because leon rose is like making moves it it reminds me of like what sean marks did when he took over as nets gm with dumping contracts like brooke lopez and uh countless other horrible decisions made by billy king and right now leon rose is doing the same thing but the only difference is their contracts that he signed off on yeah Maybe that's why they. It seems like, and it, it, it's it sucks to say, but it seems like they did all that maneuvering on draft night 
to get picks to attach rather than Ed attached to bad contracts that he signed. No, I completely agree. I I completely 100% agree. And, you know, there we were thinking that there was a possibility. Oh, maybe it's Jaden Ivey. Maybe there's a chance. And the Pistons completely bamboozled them on that one, too. The Knicks only drafted uh, Durant because they thought that they had a shot to get Ivy. Yeah. And the Pistons were like, oh, yeah, no. Um, now you got a guy you don't want. So uh, can we have him? Yeah. No, play play like a fiddle. But play then like again, it, it's like, is, was there any, even any guarantee that Jaden Ivy was going to play at all under Tom Thibodeau? Like knowing, no. knowing Tom Thibodeau, Jaden Ivey would have played 15 minutes a night. I'm curious to see how how close the Knicks actually got to him. I haven't heard anything, but as a Knicks fan, if it came down to not getting rid of like Obi Toppin or Emmanuel quickly, you got to oh, be I would, really. I, I, I would you, scream. You you got to really be like, if they're asking for RJ Barrett, obviously you hang up the phone. But yep. if it's like we wanted like Obi Toppin or Emmanuel quickly, and the Knicks were like, no, we're not giving them along with what we're giving. You got to be ticked off if you're a Nick fan. They don't play to begin with. Like, what's the plan? They don't. What's the plan? Oh, 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 Obi Toppin dropped dropped forty plus points on the last day of the season when nobody else was fucking playing. Oh wow, what did he do? Like, my God, it, it all could have been avoided for the Knicks if you just took Tyrese Albert like we all said they should have. I, I have no comment on that matter, considering I was uh, I was told at the time that Halliburton would never have helped us. And I'm still told that. If we had Halliburton, we wouldn't be spending $25 million a year on Jalen Brunson. Instead, you're doing it to Julius Randle as well. Yep. Correct. So, fuck. Um. All right, let's let's do let's do the free agent predictions. Let's uh, let's go right into it. Um, I want to do this one first. Jalen Brunson. Sure, he's going <laughs> to the Knicks. He's getting the keys to the garden as they're making him a key at this rate. Fabulous. Um, Bradley Beal opting into his player option. All signs are pointing towards he signs a max deal with Washington. Are Washington going to try and make more moves with this? Like, is that their plan? Because that this was a surprise to me. Well, he wants Bradley Beal wants to get paid. That, that that's what it comes down to. Sure, and Washington's just like, okay, sure, we'll pay you. And sure. it doesn't seem like what type of I heard the last I heard was Washington was trying to trade off assets in Kyle Kuzma, and uh, there's another one too that they had. It's I'm drawing a blank at the other. I know Kuzma was the big one. Yeah, I'll say it was like Hashimura, maybe. And it was Hashimura. Oh my God. It wasn't Chris Stapps Porzingis. No, it wasn't Porzingis. Uh Davis Bartons. Yeah. No, wait a minute. Bertans plays for the Mavs, right? I thought they traded him in the Porzingis trade. They did. They did. Who the hell was the other? I thought it... Yes, there's one more. I'm just drawing yes. a complete blank on. Here you keep you keep going. I'll get I'll give but, you the answer. Yeah, I have it's, his, I have his face in my head. But yes, it's Martin's- weird because they also want to trade off assets. But if you sign a guy to a max contract, super max rather, wouldn't you try to build around him? That's why the Kristaps Porzingis trade made 
little to no sense. Right. And I don't know if you're Bradley Beal, do you just like make a scene at the trade deadline and get out of there? Is this what the whole motive was for Bradley Beal was just to sign that supermax and then at the deadline say, I want out. Were you thinking of uh, Danny Avija? Yes. Yes. That was the other one. The other first round pick. It's a tricky one. It's tricky because I think it's Washington going back to Washington. Just, they're just in they're in a spot where it's like you know what do you really what what upside does that roster really have and what can you do to improve it? And I I, I don't really know. I don't either. I mean, I'm sure Johnny Davis will be a will be a fine player. Damn, I'm sure he's he'll be, gonna be a good player. I think he'll be good for them. They'll have two really solid options in the backcourt, but then it's just like outside of that. You have Raul Neto's going to be coming off the bench as like your six man or your uh, the head of the second unit. Like that's really going to strike fear into the eyes of uh, the opponents. Like mm, I don't know about that. Um, but we both we both are saying that Bradley Beal one hundred percent is going to stay in Washington. And sign yes, he's staying staying in Washington. Zach Levine, he's going back to the Bulls. Last I heard, uh, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the same thing. Um, Temperature, temperature on Miami, potentially. Um, and then I also heard that the Trailblazers could also be in play for Levine. As like Interesting. A, as like an effort to keep Damian Lillard happy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, th- that one makes a, a whole lot of sense. I was thinking you, you, it's weird because – I'm not even sure how the ethics would work, but the Lakers are completely out of it now, right? They have to be. Yes. yes. They have to be. I mean, there's no there's no other way for that. No. Maybe if, if things kind of work out in a particular way, Miami, but I just don't really see how they'd be able to to swing it. Like they, it, it's it weird. No one to be it would have no to be cap some space. sort of sign and trade. Yeah, no one no one really has cap space like that. Maybe Dallas. Maybe, maybe Philly with Tobias Harris, maybe in a, in a sign and trade In a sign and trade possibly. Yeah. Possibly. I, I just think if he's leaving Chicago, it's going to have to be in a sign and trade. It's going to have maybe. to be in a sign and trade. Nobody has the cap space. Uh, Portland does. It's weird. Cause the Knicks, should... <laughs> I mean, I hate to, I hate to do that to you, but the Knicks, wouldn't you rather have him on a max contract than yes. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. All right. Now, Levine, I don't know if I'm going to say Levine is a star, but he's closer to a star than Jalen Brunson is. And he attracts other stars. Yes. Yes. But, but, and this all goes back to what we were talking about before, he plays in a certain position that a guy that, by the way, was also a Leon Rose client who we will be chasing in two years also plays true so that's pro i don't want to say it's the, the position why ba- we're yeah. not going after Zach position Levine. positionless ba- it's the positionless basketball era though too i don't know how much that really yeah no it's also true like if you wanted to, if you wanted to play zach Levine at the one you could play him at the one you wanted to play him at the two his natural position sure and you wanted to play him on the wing as a three you could probably play him on the wing as a three so it, it doesn't really matter uh where you were going to play him uh, the Phoenix Sun center, DeAndre Ayton, restricted free agent, 
looking like he is going to be on the move. I sit the Detroit Pistons, and I was loving it up until they traded for Jalen Duran. He is not going to the Detroit Pistons. Uh, I do have another spot for him, though. I think he's going back to Phoenix. Very interesting. Very I interesting. think they're trying to shed some salary right now to, to bring him back. Uh, you, they're trying to trade Jay Crowder. I know that and Sarich. Yeah, I, I think I think Aiden. I think they think Aiden can be an asset, especially if they're trying to make a trade for another star. If I had to lean one direction right now, I would say he's going back to Phoenix as well. But the other destination that I was thinking of, I think you may have said this when we were doing the the our like our you know matchmaker last week was San Antonio. I believe you may have said them. I'm I not did. sure. I think that that is a really plausible destination if DeAndre Ayton were to be on the move. And, you know, not to mention also um, if the Knicks wanted to make a play for Ayton and include Mitchell Robinson in a sign-in trade, just sign Mitchell Robinson to an extension and then trade it. A sign-in trade with, with Phoenix and, you know, you include some other assets going the other way. Wouldn't mind that at all. Just saying. But DeAndre Ayton is also not a Tom Thibodeau player. No. So that, that would that just yeah. would not work. Which I mean, I don't know why, considering that you know, we're talking about a guy that shot from 60 plus percent from the floor last year. I think he had average a double double a night, but not a Tom Thibodeau player. So. No, I'd love to know what a Tom Thibodeau player is. Taj Gibson. That's what a, that is what a Tom Taj Thibodeau player Gibson, is. Luol Dang, Joachim Noah, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler doesn't get Derek along Rose. with anybody. J- Derek Rose. Did you, uh, did you mention uh, Luol Dang? I did mention Luol Dang. Okay. Car- um, Carlos maybe, Boozer. Maybe like, maybe like Lamar Odom. They want to bring him back. Yeah. Check yeah. out, check in on Lamar Odom, see what he's doing. Maybe, maybe if you want to check in on like Derek Fisher, Jason Kidd. Get the, Jason, get Kidd, Jason Kidd's a bit busy right now, but Tom Thibodeau could be like, Hey, Jason, you want to come play point guard for me? I'm, I'm kind of in need of one because Jalen Brunson will be on the bench after 30 games. Yeah, don't want to play any of these kids. No, why would I want to do that? I'd rather, I'd rather play a superstar like you, 40-year-old Jason Kidd. Good God. Uh, there's just no hope. Miles um, Bridges, Hornets, on a, he is a restricted free agent. They came out and said today they're not losing him, so I'm going to go with the Hornets. Uh, yes, I would agree. Hornets for me. Um, I also would have considered the Detroit Pistons. Yes, Detroit will be very active. Yeah, they're going to be. I think that this is where Detroit just kind of goes. I don't want to say all in, but close to it. Close to it, yes. Close to it. You want to build a a, a really uh, a attractive, attractive option uh, for the city of Detroit, which would be, there, it would be one of their more successful teams at the moment. Them and the uh, them and the Red Wings. Uh, James Harden, I think he, he yeah he's opting into his player option. Good luck, Philly. Yep, uh, yep, I agree. Uh, Colin Sexton, I think he's going back to Cleveland. San Antonio, if they trade Dejounte Murray, makes a lot of sense. Interesting, interesting. I did not think of that. I did not think of that. Cause hmm, yeah, they make sense. Greg Popovich, the type of player. <sighs> It depends on what he's going to get. 
Like well, if it, he's going to get a near it's restricted free agency. You, so you have to get creative to where the team doesn't match. If you really want the guy, right. A la the whole rockets, Jeremy Lin thing Correct. from a decade ago. Correct. That's San Antonio. That's San Antonio could be a really interesting one. Cause you know, I mean, Sexton, Sexton would play. Sexton would play with Greg Popovich. The opportunity would be better. Mm-hmm. in San Antonio than it would be in Cleveland. Yep, I agree. So they trade DeJounte Murray. They're going to need that whole rough rider, 3 and D type point guard that can facilitate young upside. I don't know. Yeah, and Sexton's only 23, I believe, as well. He's a, he's a young kid. He's a young kid. Yeah, and he, I think he was a 25, 20, 24, 25 point a night kind of guy last year. And well, he, he play late. He was hurt last year. Yeah, he the had year, the torn the, the meniscus, I believe. Correct. Yeah. So the last year he was playing. Yes, you're right. I think he's a. I think Spurs. If he doesn't go back to Cleveland, and I think the Spurs can get creative to where one year is just like you know. And also, if a team wanted him and was smart, they would juice that second year of his contract because LeBron's out there next year. That is true. Wink, wink. Go back and ruin Cleveland one more time, LeBron. Um, just going through my list here. Uh, Anthony Simons, I think he's going back to Portland. I think it's fair to say. Yep, very fair to say. Now, let's just play a little game here. If you're the Trailblazers, is it, Amph- is it Anthony Simons or Zach Levine? Well, I mean, if you can get Zach Levine, you tell Anthony Simons, uh, listen, it's been fun, but – Good luck. You take a walk. You take. You a take walk a walk. And, yeah, and obviously. You do a sign and trade. Yeah, I, I, you, I don't think you could sign and trade though with Anthony Simon. I don't think they, it's no, no, no. He's, he's a restricted free agent. Right. Yeah. So yeah. no, you can't even do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, you can, but I don't. I, I like if a team wanted him, it, it wouldn't have to be on a sign and trade. Was no. it's not like he's getting a max or like anything close to it. And he also he also has the left. Uh, he has a knee issue too. So that could yeah. make any max or near max commitment a little bit difficult. Pending, but, of course, that the medicals with him check out. Right. A team could sign and trade for him, though, if they were pinched on cap space. Like the Hawks kind of come to mind. They have a lot of movable contracts that could be yeah. similar. And, and DeJounte Murray, if that don't work out. That could be a great uh, backcourt duo of Trey Young with Anthony Simons. I mean, maybe – Maybe with you know Yusuf Nurkic potentially on the move, maybe you do a sign in trade around Anthony Simons and John Collins. Yeah, it's tough though. They kind of just brought in the same type of player though, and and Jeremy Grant as John Collins. That's true. So. No, that's true. That's true. So then yeah, you're right. No, it it, it did make sense. Um, that wouldn't make sense. Mitchell yeah, Robinson make makes a lot of sense if if you're not bringing back Nurkic. Yeah, yeah, does make a lot of sense. Well, okay. Yusuf Nick Nurkic. Claxton makes sense too. Yusuf Nurkic, where's he going? It's funny because part of, I want to say Blazers, but I'm I'm not too sure about it. And we've been saying everybody's going back to their respective teams, and that's just simply not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with a contending team, and he takes a little bit of a a pay cut. I think he's going to the Suns if they lose DeAndre Ayton. Interesting. Interesting. I like that one a lot. 
I like that one a lot. Yeah. I you know I you know who I was gonna say, and this is in line with if they were to lose Mitchell Robinson, I was gonna say the Knicks. Or and another one that I was that, that I think is a little more realistic is Dallas. They do have the exception. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know if they have the space though. I don't know. I don't know their cat Who? member off, off the top I'm, of my head. I'm pretty familiar but with the teams. There, there's two. One that I know they'll have the space for, especially if they were to make a trade, and that's the Utah Jazz if they're going to trade. Oh, yeah, go there. Yes, they absolutely and then, would. And then number two, the Boston Celtics. Celtics, not necessarily no, because they have Horford. That's, they, that's they, the only problem. Is Horford if they get creative and and move contracts like. I don't know how attached they are to Grant Williams. Uh, he's one that they could potentially look to move. Um, like Daniel Tice could free up a little bit of space. Could. Or yeah, Peyton good. Pritchard. If you could attach Peyton Pritchard to a type of trade. But no, the, the Celtics don't have that type of cap space. I know I've been following the John Collins situation a lot. And, you know, from what I heard, hear and gather about John Collins, the Celtics have interest, but they know it's going to take other moves to set yeah. that they can't just get it go go and get him that's why the interest isn't quite there i do want to talk about before we uh wrap this up and then go talk about some baseball i do want to talk about the john wall move going to the clippers that could be a sneaky sneaky good move for the clippers because they need a point guard but can he stay healthy that's the thing it's like what are we? The guy hasn't played in what two years? I don't hasn't know. Played, hasn't played. Hasn't played in two years. Hasn't had a fully healthy season in five. Yeah, that's not really moving the needle for me very much. John Wall, like you know, everyone's a point out. Well, look at the last full season John Wall played. He was an All Star. When the hell was this? Was I still in high school? John Wall's last full season. Yep. So throw that out the window. I don't know. I think John Wall was better off going to play for the Lakers, though. He probably would have started there. I think Kemba Walker ends up going to the Lakers. Quite oh, honestly, God, that team is going to be so bad next year. They're going to be think horrific. If the Lakers were smart, they would just bring back Dennis Schroeder on a one-year deal. It, he worked for him there. Right, right. And you know, don't try not to rely too heavily on forty-seven million dollar Russell Westbrook. No, the Lakers have a lot of decisions to make, man. They really do. If I'm LeBron. I, I am not sure LeBron is a, is a Laker next year. I, I, I'm i just not. Especially oh, I don't think he is. Not being there, it's, you know, I don't know where LeBron's going next year. I, re, I really don't. Like, it, it, it looks like Cleveland. It's either Cleveland or the Lakers, no? I mean, is he going to the Knicks? No. Is he, no. Is he going to the Knicks? I tell you what, that'd be really fucking interesting if he did. He's not. It would be He's really not, fucking but... interesting if he did. I can't think of any other teams besides Cleveland that I think LeBron would be interested. Is it going to the Warriors? No. Like, what other teams are the Celtics? But, you know, Miami? I, don't I, I really don't want to have this conversation. That would be – I'm sorry, but that would be really interesting to me if LeBron went back to Miami. It would be – I think that would be fantastic. I think I that really would do. be so interesting for basketball if LeBron went it back would. to Miami. It would, and it makes a lot of sense. It but, makes a lot of sense, but I don't think LeBron left off on great terms there either. No. But the Knicks. Would the Knicks just give him like a three-year deal and just be like, come here, close out your career 
maybe help us win a championship and right off into the sunset. And maybe you get a year playing with Bronny. Well, Tom Thibodeau is not the coach of the Knicks. If LeBron James is coming here. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, not a chance. You're probably thinking of bringing back David Fisdale. If that's the case, if you're the, if you're the Knicks. Yeah, probably. Or or trying to make, or or hoping you can make a run at like Ty Lue. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm still I, I holding think, out hope for Kenny Atkinson, by the way, in, in 12 months, just saying. Yeah, he could be. I think Kenny Atkinson might return to the net, might pull Steve, Steve Clifford going back to the Hornets, the Nets, if they decide to blow things up in 12 months. But the, you, the, the Nets are interesting because Kyrie's only signed for a year. LeBron, you want to play with KD? That's also true. Wouldn't that, that be insane if LeBron played with KD? That would be if if KD is just like yeah no I'm done with, I'm done with Kyrie trading Kyrie for LeBron. Yeah, I mean hey I mean I'm insane. I'm not I'm not his business manager or his PR people but either team in New York like you want to really just line your wallet there I mean you just spent spent some time in LA why not go to the next big market in New York and just yeah, really right. bank it. You're looking at the big markets, and obviously Cleveland has appeal for – it's not the market. You grew up there. We know the whole story with Cleveland. It's Cleveland. Yes, it depends what LeBron is looking for. It depends what LeBron – if he's looking for a big market, New York makes a, a shit ton of sense. Yes. And Miami, that's obviously a big yeah. market too. New York, Miami, Miami maybe Philly. Los Angeles. Maybe Philly. That That's kind of a big market. Could be. Yeah, could be. Kind of a big market. Um, I don't know how the hell they would make that work, though, to be honest with you. No, neither do I. With the whole James Harden thing. If you're looking for something for strictly basketball, Phoenix makes a shit ton of sense. Yeah. And then yeah. it's interesting because if LeBron leaves, are they going to keep Anthony Davis with the Lakers or are they just blowing the whole thing up? Uh, if I'm the Lakers, I would, I would blow that whole fucking thing up. Are the Knicks calling about Anthony Davis next offseason, you think? I would make the call. You'd would make ask. the call? I would ask. I don't know, man. He kind of scares me for longevity. Oh, he scares me for longevity, but I would at least ask. Yeah, I don't know if I'm paying max max you know dollar to get him in a trade, but it doesn't hurt to ask. Doesn't hurt to ask is right. And then Coach Cal, Dick, fulfills the prophecy. That's all. I, that's all you want in life. It's just, it, would you become a Knicks fan if Coach Cal were to become coach of the Knicks? I would just cry of laughter if the Knicks hired Coach Cal. It's like. Everything we've been saying would be so true. I just, I can't believe John Wall didn't even consider the Knicks in his search. Like, I think he's the one player that went to Kentucky that never played for the Knicks. I think him and DeMarcus Cousins. I was literally on the tip of my tongue. I think those two are like the only ones that never really, you know. Played played for the Knicks? Played for the Knicks. Their careers aren't over yet, so. I do have have one more that I I, uh, just managed to think of. If you would, uh, if you would, if you would like to play this game, he is a free agent, by the way. He is a free agent and currently does it. play does play in Los Angeles. Um, Carmelo Anthony. Nope. Went to Kentucky. Went to Kentucky. Went to Kentucky, Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Oh, yep. sh- Malik Monk. Malik Monk. There you go, Knicks. There's your guy. There's your guy. Trade Alec Burks. Bring in Malik Monk. Carmelo is interesting. That's kind of that. That's one you didn't hit on. What do you think Carmelo thinks about going back to the Knicks? No. No, I, I think a lot think, of Knicks fans. I think a lot of Knicks fans overrate Carmelo Anthony. Man, like he, like 
you know. Oh, I see. I love Carmelo. I love Carmelo. If Carmelo came back tomorrow, I would welcome him with open arms. And he'll be playing a shit ton of minutes. Of course he will. Oh, of course he will. Come on now. Who, who would play more minutes? More minutes a night? Carmelo Anthony at thirty-seven years old or Obi Toppin? Definitely Carmelo. Obi Toppin. I would bet my fucking life and, on and Carmelo one, Anthony. One last thing on the Knicks. It's like they're, they're. I know this for a fact. They're trying like hell to trade guys like Fournier. They're trying to attach Cam Reddish as like instead of attaching a first-round pick. They're like, look, we got this promising young player, Cam Reddish. Where were these teams for Cam Reddish when the Hawks traded him last year? And you, it's not like you boosted his stock. You didn't play him. No, no. It's the, it literally it's exactly what you just said. If you had played him and you showed that maybe he has game, then it's like, oh, okay. It, maybe you have some ground to stand on when it comes to trying to trade him. But he didn't play him. He didn't play him. I know. And like, it's like, what a surprise. Jesus. They're having they're having a tough time trading Evan Fournier's contract and Derek Rose. Oh, what a shock. They have a, they're having a tough time dealing Evan Fournier. What a surprise. <laughs> what a who, surprise. Who would have saw that coming? Do you, uh, do you remember the conversation that we had when Evan Fournier signed that contract with the Knicks <laughs> and how I was just ready to drive to the George Washington Bridge? You're like, what are we doing? Like, sightseeing. Oh, like, God. My, the, I, the Kemba one was the best. That was just like, oh. Like, what, what were they doing? What were they doing? <laughs> Derek Rose. Stupid, stupid Derek, team. Derek Rose you had, is under contract for the next two years at $15 million. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? What were they thinking? What Crazy. were they thinking? Like, but then there were there were Nick fans that thinking were thinking it was a great signing. Um, hello, have we seen the Kemba Walker that's been around since he left Boston? Since he left the freaking Bobcats, essentially. True. Since the Bobcats turned into the Hornets, essentially. That's also fair. That that that's also very fair. All right, let's talk. Let's talk Major League Baseball, and let's let's uh, let's let's talk about the Yankees. Let's talk about the Yankees, shall we? Because we we do enjoy the Yankees. We are a New York based podcast, so of course we're going to talk, be talking about the New York Yankees. Um, actually, first, I do actually want to talk about something very, very, very quickly. I don't know if you saw this. Um, Freddie Freeman playing against his former team, uh, the Atlanta Fire Braves, over, over the weekend. Not only fired his agent, but the whole the whole chilliness around the entire thing. Cause did you see, did you see what Clayton Kershaw said? No, I didn't see what Kershaw said, but you could tell that Freeman does not want to be playing for the Dodgers right now. He wants to Absolutely. be a brave. Absolutely. Clayton Kershaw after the whole, after he got his world series ring and everything, it, he was talking with the media and basically I'll dumb it down. The big, the big part of what he said was, and I quote directly, I hope we're not second fiddle. Yeah, they, they are. He said that to the media. Like, listen, I know you're Clayton Kershaw. I know you're a lifelong Dodger. I get it. But what are you doing? I mean, like, it's not really guy, his place. The yeah. guy is getting his World Series ring from his old team, a team that he did not want to leave. 15 years, too. 15 years with one team is a all-time great player for the Braves organization. Goes back to get his World Series ring. Of course he's going to be emotional. Of course he's going to be feeling some sort of way. 
and yeah, he didn't want he didn't want to leave the team. I, I, to be fair, you know, you're in one place for 15 years. I probably wouldn't want to leave that spot either. But to then throw your teammate under the bus and say, "I hope we're not second fiddle," like that's just bad. That's just bad it's, all the way around. It's kind of crazy too because Matt Olson's not hitting a lick this year. For the no, Braves. not. I think I think he's batting what? I think he's batting around like two forty. Yeah, but the Yankees should have traded Glaber Torres for him. Remember, we we needed him. We didn't want need Rizzo back. We needed to trade Glaber Torres for Matt Olson. That was that was the way. I will say this. I will say this. I was never on the Matt Olson bandwagon. I was very much. I, I wanted to have Freddie Freeman. Interesting, but but, yeah. but but I also I also was comfortable with saying if Anthony Rizzo is back on a one or a two year deal, I'm fine with that. There were Yankee fans who were incensed at the idea of bringing Anthony Rizzo back on a one or two year deal. Oh, the Yankees aren't trying to be competitive. They're throwing away the year again. Washed up star Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo got 20 home runs and we're not even in July yet. He's batting 230, playing great defense. That's on a two-year deal. Yeah, the fantastic. Thing, the I thing don't that, give Brian Cashman credit for a lot of things very often. That's and one you of and I, we have a very love-hate relationship when it comes to Brian Cashman, but he got that one spot on. The one that really pissed me off was the whole shortstop thing. I don't know why they couldn't do that contract with Carlos Correa. That made a lot of sense, that type of contract. That or Trevor Story, the type of contract he got from the Red Sox made a lot yep. of sense. Yep. I don't know. I think the Yankees would love to have one of those guys right now over IKF. I think so. I think I don't think IKF is anything flashy. I think it's the job done. And when they made that trade, and we've talked about it a thousand times, the one thing that they wanted to do is get better defensively. What does IKF bring to the table that maybe Labor Torres didn't do at shortstop now that he's over at second base? And what did Gio Rochella not do at third? They were not very reliable in the field at all. So they bring Josh Johnson over. He's great in the field, batting 225, 230. He's, he's been solid enough. He's been solid enough getting the job done. Same with IKF. Is it spectacular? No. Is it pretty all the time? No. But is it effective enough? And are we winning? Are we winning baseball games? Yeah, we got 50 plus wins on June 28th. Like, that's great. And you got rid of Gary Sanchez in the process. <laughs> yes. Like, and you got, that, rid, of, that's you got rid of Gary Sanchez in the process. Yes. I do want to uh, talk to you, though, about one thing when it comes to the New York Yankees. I don't know if you saw this over the weekend that the Yankees, as of right now, are, you know, of course, this is trade deadline season. We're about a month away um, until we get to the trade deadline. Luis Castillo, pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds. Some word out there that maybe the Yankees could be interested in that. Yay or nay? No, I'm not interested. I don't, I don't think the Yankees need the, – the type of guy that the Yankees could use for the starting rotation is this doesn't exist right now in the trade market. For me, it depends on price. I have the same level of faith in Luis Castillo pitching in a playoff game as I do with any of the starters in the Yankee rotation right now. Uh, that's fair. And that's fair. why would we trade away pieces for that? when we could be improving our offense. But listen, if the Yankees, if they, if a situation comes out there this year with the pitching, like last year for the Dodgers with Max Scherzer, 
that's the guy that the Yankees should. That was another thing that pissed me off about the Yankees. They didn't even try to get Max Scherzer. Mm-mm. Like if like a Verlander was available, like when the Astros got him, um, Scherzer, think way back, Cliff Lee with those great Phillies teams, Doc yeah. Holliday, rest in peace, those types of guys. Then it's a different conversation with the pitching staff. That yeah. guy's not out there currently right now. I mean, who, who can you really think of? Maybe Sandy Alcantara from the Marlins. Alcantara, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. That could that could be one. Maybe if you wanted to go, if you want to stick with Miami and you wanted to get the lefty into the fold, maybe a Trevor Rogers who's having who's having a down season. There is some there is some stuff in there. Uh, many were looking at him yeah. as potentially a breakout this year and just another ace. That was what come I'm to kind come of. to fruition. It depends what the Yankees are looking for. I'm very much in the camp of if it is going to cost you next to nothing and there is upside there, you, you go for it, you try it, right? If they, yeah. If they want to so, get the contract, though, Strasburg, and he's helping. Uh, that's, that's a really, really, really tricky one to because I just don't trust him to stay healthy. Oh, no, if he is, though. That's that's an asset for the playoffs, but the contract is terrible. The contract is is horrific. But with Castillo, if it's going to cost you two top twenty five prospects to do it, and maybe something else, maybe two, maybe maybe we're going to be realistic. Say two top twenty prospects and then another top twenty five prospect, three players for Castillo. I'm fine with that. Not going to take that though. Probably not. But if, if that's going to be you know potentially what it could be, I mean sure. Why not? Why not try that if that's what the price is going to be? But again, I think we're both very much in the, in the same ballpark that we need bullpen help. Uh, yes, but they need bullpen help and they need they need hitting. Like I keep trying to tell people this. They need a bat bad right now. If Darren Judge isn't hitting, the Yankees don't win. That That's that's how it goes. And I, I look at Brian Cashman as a two-shop one-stop kind of guy Mm -hmm. and i look at all the scenarios and i look at all the bottom feeders in the mlb there's like three scenarios that i look at and i go star it the best one pittsburgh pirates brian reynolds brian reynolds bender Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense that's like that's honestly something where like if they want it i don't really advocate for it but if they traded anthony volpe for those two guys try and get a trophy case this year. I don't think I'd kill him for it. No. I, I don't think I would. No. Even even uh even if it's, you know, one of the two, whether it's Volpe or whether it's Oswaldo Peraza, I, I'm I'm good with it. They want Peraza. I think they would be more open to dealing Peraza. I think so too. I think so I think too. I would. think they would rather trade Peraza than Volpe, but if they if it comes down to Volpe being the, the deal breaker for getting Reynolds and Bender, then then yeah. I'm 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 down. I'm 100 down. That's that's ideal scenario number one. You look at Kansas City, Barlow Benintendi. I think I brought that up on a podcast recently. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. And then outside of that, you, you can maybe look at Colorado, Bard, Blackman. I mean, yeah, Charlie Blackman's been having a really Oh, uh, solid, Char- solid season. Char- Charlie Blackman would be a great, great, great Yankee. He would be. He really would. 
Especially even though he has to shave all that shit porch, off his face. Short but... porch and right. Oh my god. Yeah, black. But would also, be... also, we did, we did also say that about Joey Gallo. So no, but the thing we, the thing is though, black. Listen, there was a chance Joey Gallo would have been a complete bum with the Yankees. Like I wasn't like too sure of Joey Gallo being good with the Yankees, but. Blackman would hit for the Yankees. There's not a doubt in my mind that Blackman would, would hit for the Yankees. Yeah, that's 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 fair. That's fair. Um, just just out of curiosity, uh, odds that Joey Gallo is back with the Yankees uh, next year. There's uh, neg- negative chance that he's back with the Yankees next year. Is it more than one percent? <laughs> no, he won't be back. The I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Yankees traded him just to just get rid of him and not have him around at the trade deadline for like nothing. I I would agree, quite honestly. He might he might just be like a throw in. I'm being serious with you. I I don't even know if a team would even want him on their team. Like jo- Joey Gallo is going to sign for like one year, like four million dollars this offseason, and hit like fifty home runs for the freaking Cincinnati Reds next year, and hit two hundred. Oh, he's the kind of guy that no doubt is going to sign with like the Padres. Oh, they're kind of like good. I'm I'm kind of thinking of like a shitty team. Like, w- would you be shocked if they went back to Texas? No. Right. Nope. Uh-uh. Like an irrelevant franchise is where Oakland. he needs to go. Oakland. Oh, that's that one really sticks out. Yeah, like that's fucking perfect. Uh, the Pirates, the the Orioles. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, the Orioles. Yep. Co- goes to the goes to the Orioles. Hits like twelve home runs when he plays the fucking Yankees. Yeah, I, yep. ju- I just see it now. So the so Mets. Do I. The Mets on like a one year deal. Yeah, I, I I don't I I think Joey Gallo wants to get the hell out of New York. But yeah, you, you're right. I think um, no, he, he, I think he, he wants he, to go far away from New York. Personally. He will not be back on the Yankees next year. I, I would not. I think overall the Chapman might get traded at the deadline too, to be quite honest with you. I think that's the guy that not a lot of teams are, not a lot of people are thinking about getting traded from the Yankees. I would not be surprised. <sighs> hmm. I wouldn't be Expiring surprised. Expiring contract to roll this Chapman though. Oh, I just kind of think. An NL contender will 100% want him. Like, I could think of, like, four contending teams in the NL that would want to roll the Chapman on their roster right now as their closer. The Braves. The Braves. They the, just Dodgers. Lost, they the, just Dodgers. Lost, uh, yeah, the Dodgers. They just lost the Dodgers. The Braves also just lost uh, Kenley Jansen uh, for indefinite period of time with yep. another irregular heartbeat. So, it's going to be Will Smith is going to be their closer right now, but – I don't know if I trust if I if I'm gonna be really trusting Will Smith, the Dodgers, Dodgers. The Padres, Giants, Giants, and the Giants kind of. Yeah, you're right. The Cardinals, if they want a legitimate closer because they're having oh. issues with Giovanni Gallegos. Oh, but Ryan Ryan Hall, he's nice. Or Ryan Hall, yes, Ryan Hall's yes. been very good. Yes, I don't know about them. That's why I would have said them, but the Brewer. Oh, now the Brewer. Josh Hader, I was stupid. Um. Yeah, so that's about like fourth. The Dodgers one really, but here's the thing though: if you're the Yankees, do you really want to trade him to the Dodgers, a team that you might run into? No, that's no, kind which of is, the, which is why I'm saying I'd rather hold on to him. Quite but, honestly. but what if, but what if the Dodgers kind of like said, "Who's a guy in the Dodgers that they could throw um, in?" Like Gavin Lux. Oh, oh, no, I, 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 that's too much. That's too much wistful thinking. Like. Who's like a real like the Dodgers uh, like Bruce Star Gratterall? Oh, the Yankees would have a field day with Bruce Star Gratterall. Yeah, they would. Going hundred. Dustin May, imagine. <laughs> no, just now that. <laughs> While we're at it, funny season. Julio Arias. <laughs> yeah, no. 
Well, Dustin May isn't throwing like a year. I don't even know if he's going to come back to play to pitch this year for the Dodgers. Apparently, he th- he threw a uh, he did throw a flat yeah, ball. But so did section. Jack Flaherty. But where the hell Jack Flaherty's back on the freaking IL again? Right, exactly. I think that guy might just be the biggest waste of stuff I've ever seen. He just might be, but wait, wait until he leaves the Cardinals and then the Yankees sign him on a one-year deal. Yeah, a la, a la or the Rays, or the Rays. Or the Rays, right? Or the Astros. They, all their pitchers are great. True, true. He'll go to the Astros and then he'll find the magic stuff and he'll become a, a perennial Cy Young, uh, Cy Young contender. Of course, that's how it goes. Um, what else do we want to talk about with 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 baseball? Is there anything else that you specifically wanted to bring up? I feel like I've been dominating the conversation. Well, I mean, you had that huge fight between the Mariners and the Angels. Was I was gonna, I was gonna bring it up, but I was, I was like, you know, yeah, yeah. What's there to really maybe, talk about? Maybe the Angels won last night. Maybe that's what the Angels needed. Some type of juice. <laughs> how funny! How funny is it too that Phil Nevin is manager of the Angels? Dude, Phil Nevin suspended more games than he's won with the Angels. I saw that it was like games yeah. managed, like tw- yep, something like absurd. He suspended ten games for his role. And of course, I, I also love to Scott Cervais, maybe one of my favorite human beings on this planet, that Scott Cervais was in the middle of a dog pile when guys were just punching the hell out of each other. There's Scott Cervais right in the middle of it. Like that yeah. is a manager. You think you think Aaron Boone would do that? Aaron Boone is Aaron Boone kills me, man. He really does. Oh, Aaron Boone no. would be worried about chipping a nail. No, the, 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 no, Aaron Boone. You know, what I kind of think is like a manager and waiting for the Yankees. I, I have a weird feeling they love Carlos Beltran. I really do. Mm-hmm. I have a weird feeling I that too. like, can't you just see the Yankees winning this year and Boone having health problems at the end of the year? Cause I mean, listen, obviously I, I wish Aaron Boone well with his health problems, but he just had the open heart surgery like last year. Yes. Like I could see Aaron Boone winning and being like, oh, I'm good. I'll go back and live with my family in California. Yeah. Go back to TV. Go back and do TV, stress-free lifestyle. Like, why are the Yankees keeping Carlos Beltran, a guy that helped the Astros cheat in 2017, like, around all the time? And by the way, for what it's worth, Carlos Beltran is not very good in the booth either. He's horrific in the booth. I think while Cameron, Cam- Maben's Cameron Maben good. is great. Cam- Cameron Maben's very good, but Carlos Beltran is abysmal in the booth. Like, why yeah. the hell are we keeping this guy around? Like, they don't you get that feeling? Oh, I get that feeling. I really do. He was an and- advisor. That he he's just in the wings, in the wings waiting. He's in the wings. I think David Cohn's another guy that's kind of in the wings too. I wouldn't be shocked. Oh, I would. I, I I've said that for years that I would love David Cohn to be on the uh, on the staff in in, in some well, regard. No. Matt Blake is here to stay. Oh, but that was before, even before Matt Blake yeah. was was a thing. And Matt Blake, what Matt Blake has done for Clay Holmes, God bless him. Clay Holmes, Nestor Cortez. I mean, Albert Abreu just was on waivers twice this year and is, is casually back throwing 101 last night. <laughs> like, you yep. see it. Yep. Meanwhile, we're still relying on Miguel Castro. He's been better lately. He's been better lately. I'm stunned that he's that he's 4-0. 4-0 with a 370 RA. I know. Well, the problem is, though, the, the lows are just like – they're low. No, they're low. It's weird because when he comes in with like a five-run lead, he's he's horrible. But when he comes in yeah. in like a close game, he's not bad. No, he's not bad at all. My favorite Yankee also, um, Ron Marinaccio, one of my people. Might get DFA'd soon. 
He's going to be DFA. It's very, very, very. They sad. just they they just sent down or DFA Banuelos. They're, yeah. they're going to have to. I mean, what else are you going to do in that bullpen? You have Chapman, the wise coming back. Right. Someone's the odd man out, and unfortunately, Clark Schmidt was caught was collateral damage. By the way, they should look. They should maybe look to trade that kid. He probably has some sick value, but I don't know if I want to trade him because I kind of like want him in the rotation next year. But, I was going to say, um, yeah, I would want him in the rotation. I think if there's anybody, you, you, maybe you're looking to and, build and, up his and, value yeah, and then trade. It's Herman. It's Herman. Oh my God, the Yankees would love to ditch him. Yeah, I mean, if he could be, he could be serviceable in some regard as like your sixth starter, and you know, maybe if you wanted to open with him, okay, cool. You know, build up his value and then look see what you can get for him. But the problem is, I man. I don't know. I don't know what his value would be. No, prob- probably not much. But the Yankee bullpen is very cr- is very crowded right now. Very, very crowded. I'm I'm very interested to see how this goes with that bullpen. I agree. I agree. Well, that is gonna be it for this edition of the Basement Talk Podcast. If you enjoyed it, leave a five star review. Subscribe to the Basement Talk Podcast. And Adam and I will be back on Friday. We will be doing a mock draft and we will be doing a uh, our obi-wan review and then a surprise for everybody next week and he doesn't even know about it yet jake is going to be on the basement talk podcast fantasy show next week jake are we excited i mean what's up portland and by the way we are going to do a mailbag we are going to do a mailbag. But listen, I said it after last week's podcast when the Blazers got Jeremy Grant. I just I couldn't help but think of my people in Portland. And, and just a quick little shout out, Portland. I have a little bit of a gripe with y'all and, and your guy, Damian and Damian Lillard. Wow. Oh, I do. Oh, I'm glad we're on oh, the subject. Goodness. This is a what the hell? Look, Portland was getting carried away with themselves, posting pictures with KD in the, in the Blazers uniform. Like, I love you guys, Portland, but not that much. Not that much. You can't wow. have it. But if we if. But listen, if we can't have them, I hope Portland gets them because that's how much I love you, Portland. Okay, fair. Okay, fair. All right, you saved yourself. You sa- you, you definitely saved yourself. So yes, Jake will be on the uh, Baseball Podcast Fantasy Show. Next week, we will be doing uh, a mailbag. So, of course, send in your questions. Email link will be in the episode description. Send in those questions. We'll be answering any and all questions. So go ahead and send them in. So for Jake, I'm Bird. Thank you very much for listening. I'll catch you in the next one. Bye-bye. Let's go.